Good morning, listeners. It's your boy, Mason Taylor, a.k.a. Casper in that gray sweatpant energy. <laughs> hey, guys, it's your boy, Alex, a.k.a. Broken Keurig. <laughs> Welcome to our 24th episode of Where's the Action? Hi, people, people. This is exciting. This is exciting. Let, let's just dig into the full disclosure. I can't even wait to talk about it. This right now, the day you're listening to this, well, if you're listening to it on December 6th, 6th. of 2021, uh-huh. this is the exact one year anniversary of Where's the Action. That's right. We've come a long way, but this is literally the, the exact year that we've come out. So yeah, thanks for listening for so long. Or if you're new, you know, thanks for joining. But like right now, yeah, this is exciting stuff. I've never made it this far into a project before. What about you? A one-year project? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Or I guess like a one-year hobby. No, yeah, I don't think I can't, I've, uh, I don't think I I've can't think of it. I mean, like, everything usually just kind of falls off and, you know, I forget about it. Piano, mm. not drinking <laughs> alcohol. You know, I just, it never works out. Mm. But yeah, this is one year. This is kind of, this is hype. This is hype. I didn't. Did you think we'd make it this long? Be honest. Uh, yeah, I, I thought so. Okay. I mean, uh, we did take like at least three fourths of the year off for vacation. <laughs> for vacation. <laughs> that was a but, good um, vacation. Yeah, vacation. But yeah, I think we've kept the, the the core of this podcast intact. I don't think we've sold out to the, our big sponsors. And we've gotten a lot of big sponsors over the year. <laughs> I really don't think we've sold our souls out yet. I think we're still us. You know what I mean? I think we're. St- our, I think our stock is still rising right now. I think it's rising <laughs> and it's stronger than ever. So if you want to buy in to WTA coin, definitely. <laughs> hey, uh, buy our buy our NFT when it drops. It'll be uh, <laughs> it'll be an exclusive like Spotify cover. <laughs> Wait, could we release an NFT episode? Would that be like Patreon at that point? I don't uh, know how NF- NFT. I, I don't. I don't either. I but, think uh, it's a. Well, I know it stands for non fungible token. Yeah. But what is that? I think it's like a. Like you can't actually touch it. I think that's the only thing about it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 something. If I can try to sum it up from what I know, it's like, so it's like some item that it's like virtually. Um, with value and so you don't have it like you can't hold it or anything but it's like you know it's just like a treasure you have but it's like on the blockchain which is like a blockchain yeah yeah you know it's like it's it's like in the cloud or something something like that i don't know i don't know how to fully explain it so what i'm hearing is just think just think about like you have a piece of art so say it's a where's the action spotify cover Mm-hmm. And it, our piece of art is on the blockchain and we like sell it to the public and there's only one piece of it, right? And there's only one specific one. Um, and it's just like piece of art, like there's only one original. And so you only have one original in this virtual world. And so someone will buy it. That's how NFTs work. So if we did make an episode, only one person would be able to listen to it. um unless yeah so if they keep it we'll say if it's a say if it's an episode um 
then yeah, they would keep it until they sell it. <laughs> Watch that be like the best episode we'd ever make. Yeah. And only one person can listen to it. <laughs> what if what if LaFong James bought it? <laughs> Wait, you know who you know who would buy it? I guarantee you Steph Curry would buy it. Yeah, because because he 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 wants no one else to listen to our podcast because of all the slander <laughs> that we've given him. You by slander you. him. You slander we defamed him. him. I love I love Steph Curry. I'm surprised he's still in the league at this point. Anyway, <laughs> not to, I, I I really didn't even want to bring him up today. Did you know he was the uh, Western Conference Player of the Month because he had a great month the past month. Yeah, because he's been out. He's been on the bench the whole time. No, he's been putting up real good numbers. I think. I think if I remember correctly, they're like second in the standings now. But yeah, they they've had a good season. I like. Uh, okay. What? what about Blake Griffin? <laughs> uh, he still plays with the. Um, he still plays with the Nets. I think. I don't know how he's doing on that team. You know, he's past his prime. Oh, actually, Warriors are first in the in the uh, Western Conference. So the Warriors are first. Okay. So I mean, far. I mean, it's, it's only been what? 23 games out of the 80 something yeah. games. He's still got time something. to fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm saying it. All right. Look now, now to go back to Blake Griffin, you said yeah. he's out of his prime. Yeah. He um like, he just doesn't produce the numbers that he used to do with the, uh, so he used to play for the uh, Clippers, LA Clippers um is this the first time i've heard of that team yes the la clippers i don't think i've ever heard that name before you know like chris paul you know the state farm commercial is he the logan paul guy is he logan paul's brother chris chris (laughs) chris paul do you not remember have you you, you've probably seen him in the state farm commercial owner or is is it all state he he works for He's a he's a he's sponsored by some insurance company, and you've probably seen commercials with him in it. Oh no, I, I, maybe maybe. Wait, let me look this guy up. What is his name? Chris Paul. Chris Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, mm, I don't know about him. I honestly can't say really? that I've seen him before. Yeah, he works with State Farm. He, I'm pretty sure you've seen the State Farm State commercials, Farm. but. All I've seen is Jake from State Farm. Yeah, but Chris Paul, you, you, you've probably seen it. <laughs> I, maybe I have. I don't know. Maybe I have. Anyway, enough about Chris Paul. <laughs> How did we get to that? We were talking about our one year anniversary. This is the problem. We always go. The it's train never stays on the rails. Because <laughs> it went from one year to like exclusive NFT. And then you went to Steph Curry and we went to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Focus. 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 That, uh, that should be our motto. Focus. Focus. There is a, there is a, uh, an origin story to that about our focus, mm-hmm. but yeah, one year. Wow. Who do you think we should, we should give something to somebody, you know, it's, it's the Christmas season. If you've been listening since day one, hit us up in our DMS. We'll put you on the story. Is that cool? Well, I, mm-hmm. I'm just spitballing here. We'll give you anything you want. It has to be under five dollars. <laughs> I was going to say anything you want is uh, is a pretty uh, 
wide range of things. I know we'd get a uh, shout out Christelle. She'd, she'd ask for like a Ferrari or something. <laughs> I'd get, uh, I'd give Christelle a Ferrari. Can you afford one? No, but that's what <laughs> loans are for. <laughs> Isn't that how it works? Isn't that what credit cards are for? Yeah. Credit you card, credit card. Yeah. You should get a credit card, Mason. <laughs> or just just. <laughs> All right, I'm not getting into this. <laughs> All right, my uh, my co-host here has been trying to get me to get a credit card for how many years? At least two or three years. At least two. At least two. And I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not going into that. <laughs> okay. Now I did hear that if somebody steals your money, you're not responsible. Is that true? In a credit card? Yeah. What do you mean by steals your money? So, for example, on my debit card, when that got hacked, they took oh, my yeah. money. Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah, a yeah. credit card, they can't they can't take your money, correct? Yeah, you can, like, file a claim saying, oh, this is a unauthorized purchase or, like, oh, my credit card got hacked. And you can just go through whatever security procedures that credit card companies do, do like, do when they have, like, fraud happening. Um yeah, so credit cards are pretty nice when that happens. <laughs> now, should we? Okay, we'll make one of them a sponsor. We'll make them. We'll come back to credit cards. We'll come back to credit cards for next next week. We'll talk about oh, next week. Cards. I was thinking today. We're still in full disclosure, bro. We're still talking about how we. I know we still got more things to fully disclose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Now, I will say about the one year. In what was the release schedule two weeks from now? I just want to go ahead and mention it off the top before I forget. And I will mention it again, but I always forget these kind of things. So we are having a one year kind of year in review special that's going to come out in two weeks, sometime around there, um, you know, in December. Not really sure. We're still trying to iron it out, but we have a lot of things planned for it. You know, we, we really just we're, we're very excited that we and, and what are the odds that it falls exactly today? It falls exactly on an episode release date. You know what I mean? Wow. Like the odds of that are probably like one in seven <laughs> or seven <laughs> days in the week. It could be. <laughs> but I mean, still, that's a pretty low odds. So but yeah, thank you for that. Do you have anything else to say about that? I don't know. Um, we'll say more in the in the special i think we uh i think for our rate so if we have 24 episodes for the whole year that means we had roughly at least two episodes per month give or take or so depending on the breaks which is actually pretty good uh pretty good rate of what we do especially with school and outside of school and stuff like that yeah yeah remember school (laughs) yeah now we just have work yeah, what is school? <laughs> I don't I don't even remember. Last night, literally yesterday, I I had the feeling of I had the same feeling of oh, I have an assignment due tonight and I haven't started. <laughs> remember that feeling? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of miss an NGL. I do not miss that. Oh. I mean, it'd be kind of funny. I guess I didn't take it seriously. <laughs> I don't think I ever did homework. <laughs> Except when I was grinding like Shrek. I was swamped like Shrek. Um, but anyway moving on so the second topic in our full disclosure segment is this episode that you're listening to right now hide your kids hide your wife mom i apologize in advance we're gonna get a little raunchy on this one we're gonna we're gonna throw around the f word uh you know we're, we're really i mean i guess i could just say it but 
I don't know. Now it feels kind of daunting. Usually we hold back. We try to be respectful. You know, we try to respect our audience's ears. No, this week we're going balls to the wall. We figure, you know, one year, let's show how much we've grown. We're big boys now in the podcast game. We ain't no little baby. We're not a baby like Joe Rogan. You know, he's a baby. We're, we're the big boys on the block. So watch out. One year. I still can't believe it. Anyway. But yeah, this is going to be like a, a rated R episode. And I know I, I label most of them as explicit just because I sometimes say things that shouldn't be said. And I don't want kids listening. But yeah, if you are a kid and you're trying to be cool right now, do you think we have any kids listening? Do you honestly think mm. we have kids? Like, what's the who, who are we? Who's our target audience here? <laughs> I don't think we have kids uh, listening. Because didn't you look at the metric saying? Th- didn't the metrics show us a, a age range? Oh, true. Remember? I'll look in the analytics. I don't. I don't know if I still have that feature. Mm. Let me check here. Oh, Shannon, no. Let me check. Pla- I have like platforms and stuff. I don't think I have. Yeah, I don't have the age range anymore. Mm. Dang. Dang. I wonder. That would be interesting, though. I don't. Think I should be like mostly ten-year-olds. I don't know. I don't know if kids are really into podcasts. That's the thing. I don't. I don't even know what kids are into at all. Besides, like YouTube and and Logan Paul and exactly. I think they just watch YouTube a lot and TikTok and like listen to music. But I don't know if they really are into podcasts because I think podcasts are kind of just like radio shows. And I don't know if kids know what the radio is now these days <laughs> yeah podcasts are they dying right now did we just get into a dying medium no podcasts are booming do you think there are too many be honest no i think okay. it's great i think the podcast industries like it's i think it's it's kind of like just like youtube where you can make a video about anything you want and post it whereas podcasts you can make a podcast about anything and just post it yeah true yeah okay I like maybe it. you're right I don't know. We've got a lot of competitors, but I think honestly, I think we're very niche. I think we have like a we've carved out our, our audience here and we're banging it out and we'll go into the, the real metrics in our one year anniversary special. I do want to bring those up. But okay. anyway, yeah. All right. So, yeah, just a full disclosure that this episode is rated R for ridiculously cool. Um, <laughs> let's go to the notes here. What was the next one? Full disclosure. Mason wants a dog. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I saw I keep seeing dogs. And I don't like every dog. I like the the Labradoodle ones. Labradoodle. Those Labr- are the best. They're so funny. They're so funny looking. Labradoodles. Labradoodle. Go look it up. I Labr- guarantee you, you're not. Yeah, just go. It's it's. They're so cute. Like oh, they very, like, usually I ignore dogs, huh? They're like super furry. I'm yeah. They are furry. <laughs> I like the furry ones. I don't like the ones where you pet them and it looks it it feels like you're petting a washcloth or something. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like the, the short haired ones I don't like, but the long haired ones are good. Oh, I see. I see. I wish I had one that didn't have to eat and didn't have to, you know, go to the bathroom. <laughs> Does that exist? Can they make one of those? I want one so, of those. A robot dog. Oh, robot dog. Yeah. Let's do it. It'd be like Robocop. Yeah. Go fight crime. You just got to charge it every single night. Yeah, it's like a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be funny <laughs> feed it yeah i don't know what you would feed it uh what hey, are those what things you... called ram sticks <laughs> what are they called 
ram. You give it those little green chip things. Take a bite out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay, back to the podcast. But yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. I have nothing else to say about that. I just saw a dog when I was on my way to Target this morning. I did go to Target. When did you get a Target this morning? Well, I'll tell you in our sponsorships section. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, moving on to the last full disclosure. Uh, So this is a big risk for me. So we'll see if I make it out to next week's episode. (laughs) So I am getting my booster shot tomorrow. Um, And so I am team Moderna uh, for the regular vaccine. But um, the CDC says we can mix vaccines when you get the uh, booster. So tomorrow I'll be getting a Pfizer booster um, inserted into my arm. And so, yeah, we'll see if uh, if I explode or if I turn into a zombie. <laughs> what the hell? Or if I turn into RoboCop. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, or if I get um, Spidey senses and turn into Spider-Man. Um, that would be cool. Yeah. And so I'll be, I'll be getting the, uh, the booster shot tomorrow. So we'll see um, how the COVID, COVID vaccine hits on my body. You literally um, just have a vaccine soup going on. Yeah, and so in your body. Then, if we do need another booster, I'll get the other brand as well if it's compatible with all the mix-ups. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be looking for co-hosts in the meantime, just as a fail-safe. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll get my dog to co-host. <laughs> okay. Cool. 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 Um, he'll do like the text-to-speech thing mm-hmm. on computers. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Booster shot. I don't know. I. Should I get one? I don't know what it does. I don't. I feel. I feel like I'm built different anyway. I don't need it. I think you should get it. I think they made it so it helps with like also combating the uh, variants as well. So you should get the booster. Oh yeah, Omicron is here. Yeah. Wait, is it here in the U.S. or is it still in Africa? It is in the U.S. Okay. <laughs> I, so, I'll make sure to get that one too. Yeah. So I get like, the, I like get the, the variants. Omni, Wait, isn't the variants the things that they call the bad guys in Eternals? Deviants. Deviants. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if they were actually called variants? Um, variants. Anywho. No, but variants is um, in Loki. That's right. I knew it was from something. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Loki. That didn't age well. <laughs> that did not age well. I think we should uh, cancel Loki now. <laughs> used yep. variants in their script knowing that there is a pandemic going on <laughs> so insensitive you know, well they probably well actually maybe they filmed it before the pandemic i don't know no loki was during i think really i mean this pandemic has been going on for 25 years true so true 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 all, all right. right are we actually ready for sponsors now sponsors moving on the sponsor <laughs> It took us an hour to get there. All right. Well, here we go. So our first sponsor for today. Now, I had never tried this product before. I didn't even plan on buying it. But you know me. I kind of buy things I don't need all the time. I see it. It has flashy marketing. I'll say I'll buy it. So this is called Hint Water. Now, the Hint Water... I bought it because it was in its own little freezer thing, right? You know, those like coolers 
and it had its own marketing on the cooler. I'm like, well, okay, this must be some good, good stuff. And so I, I bought it. And the thing is, I, I, it, so I got the strawberry kiwi flavor. They had quite a few others. They had peach, they had mango, they had peach mango. Strawberry kiwi struck my eye. I don't know. This thing is not sweet at all. I hate it. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's like they, it's like they put a strawberry in a water bottle, shook it up, and then that's the taste. Like there's Amazing. no actual sweet in it, and it's zero calorie sweeteners. Oh wait, now I'm just saying. Okay, is you it- know what? I think I know why it's called hint because it's like a hint of, <laughs> and then it's the flavor. Did it say how many sugars was in it? It says is what? It, does it show the grams of sugar? Is There's it, zero. Oh. There's no sugar in it. So does the marketing say, show me the bottle? What does the bottle look like? It says, uh, there I it is, see. hint. And then it says, water infused with strawberry and kiwi essences. I, mm. I guess I should have known that. It's maybe like those flavored, I don't know what the brand is called. It's like, uh, I, I can't remember the top of my head, but it's like the, um, just like regular or not regular. I, I don't think, or yeah, I don't think it's sparkling water. So it is regular. It's just like regular water with like flavoring in it. They have like fruit flavors in it. Ah, if I, if I remember the brand, I could totally um, talk about it more, but I just remember having like those bottles at home when I was a kid. Cause I think but some it, of my family members like drinking it, but, but it's really I, sweet, right? No, it's just like a hint. Like, Oh, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> they should have told, they should make it clear on the bottle that it's a hint of the flavor. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe uh, naming the company hint. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That would have helped. But anyway, yeah. Hint water. Go buy it. I mean, it's good. Not good. It's, it's good if it's cold. I mean, it just tastes like a regular water bottle. Yeah, how much was it? I can't even say. It was three dollars <laughs> for that water bottle. <laughs> no, it was it was a dollar fifty, which is still too much. This is Wait, not even the size of a regular water bottle. Did you were you just thirsty or something? You needed something to drink, or I don't know what happened. I literally it was like right at the self checkout line, and okay. I had I went there for uh, shout out Starbucks double shot energy white chocolate drink, you know. <laughs> They rev my engine. They give me erections. And so when I, you know, I, I was like, okay, well, I don't know about water. You know, I don't know. what. I, let me just try it out because I'll, you know, I'll support local business. Target <laughs> needed my money. And so I got to support local business. Business, Wait. as the kids say. But so, so you went to Target solely for the Starbucks drink. Right. <laughs> Is that... Did you just not have made your own coffee at home? I think I could have. I definitely could have. I just, I wasn't in the mood. So you're just in a double shot Starbucks drink type of mood? Yeah. I buy at least one a day now with my alcohol. Shout out Topo Chico that I've started trying. Cool. But Um, yeah, you have a sponsor for us, bro? Yeah, I wanted to to give it. Good shout out to uh, Costco, Costco, the uh, retail store um, where you can buy large bulks of pretty much anything and everything. (laughs) So like I always do my grocery shopping there. And uh, when I was actually walking into the store yesterday, 
there's like these two people. So like you have the regular shopping carts, right? Everyone knows what a shopping cart looks like. But then you also have like, um, like there's the other push carts where it's just like the the long type of like bed type of thing where it doesn't have like the the outside um, barriers. So it's just that long piece of like metal, and then you have the like the pushing side. Um, and there's like these two guys who had just like pallets and pallets of like these um the mint chocolate like pretzels. <laughs> what? And th- dude, these two guys had like I-, I don't know, maybe like four or five like big pallets of them on their cart. And I'm like, bro, you're taking them off. What the? <sighs> uh, but- Wait, they were mint chocolate pretzels yeah mint chocolate covered pretzels yeah what's really good i don't think i've ever had that it's like it's like the regular chocolate covered pretzels but like you know it's seasonal so they have like the mint ones bro do you think they're flipping it (laughs) i was gonna say they might be (laughs) they might be like using it for their business as like snacks or like they're also like bulk resellers (laughs) (laughs) or i don't know i don't know or they just really like those (laughs) seasonal pretzels (laughs) but yeah that that, i was just like wow what is what what could they need all those pretzels for but that was just something i saw when i went to costco yesterday um but but besides that i just did my regular grocery shopping i got i got i got a whole list of things i got frozen vegetables um frozen fruit so like the mango strawberry pineapple and then the another bag of frozen fruits where it's like blueberry raspberry uh what else some other berry in the berry bag um dried mangoes uh let's see what else olive oil um oh fancy what else oh i got this like acai like drink so i put the acai drink in my smoothies as well to you know try to get as many vitamins and like uh just all the nutrients in my morning smoothies as possible <laughs> uh what else i got what? Uh, 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 wait can i pause you for a second yeah what uh drink did you say that was acai yeah a-c-a-i you know like acai bowls the the purple yeah yeah the purple thingy the acai bowl. Acai. That's how you say it. Is that actually how you say it? Acai? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep um, I'll call it quinoa. <laughs> quinoa. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else did I get? Um, um, um uh oh, there's something else. Oh, and bananas and chicken thighs. So it's a very healthy, very healthy trip to Costco. So it should last me a good uh two weeks so i don't have to do grocery shopping again next week um yeah and then that was it oh and then um almond milk but i got that at the other wholesale competitor bj's if you don't Ooh. know what bj's is it's a it's another warehouse like wholesale place i got unsweetened almond milk that's what i get Ugh, unsweet gotta, gotta cut back on the calories <laughs> come on you don't have to cut calories 
But uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was my grocery haul yesterday. So shout out Costco. <laughs> nice. Still never been. You, ha- you have to take me one time. It's pretty cool. It's uh, We can spend hours there. <laughs> do they have free samples? Yeah, they do. They do have All free right, That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to walk around the store. I'm going to change shirts. <laughs> Each lap I do and get free samples. Um, I think I had one sample yesterday. It was like this sparkling energy drink it oh. is it is okay what was it, was it what was it i might try it i don't i don't remember the brand it was, did they give you a shot glass for it that's kind of funny if they did yeah it's just like those little cups paper <laughs> cups um yeah and so i drank it you know i was like oh i might as well try it so it wasn't too bad it's just like i don't really drink caffeinated drinks so it's like yeah man. me either so <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's dive into this podcast. <laughs> well, I did have one more sponsor. Oh, what? I just what thought that? of. Okay. I, I don't, I, this might hit too close, too close to home for you though. It's, um, I think our next sponsor should be Instagram bots. Oh, I was going to say something about that. You, oh, you were? No. Well, I mean, I just get it. I don't know. It, I guess cause my account is still on public um because i have to keep it on public from what my uh ambassador job i did last year and so but i i just get so many followers from like these bots and they're all like crypto finance people (laughs) i've got one and i get the one that that we share No, but then, like, I also get all these messages or like message requests saying, like, uh, don't be late to invest in this NFT. There's only limited supply, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Dude, wait, all right, well, don't miss out on that. <laughs> I, I don't look through the messages. I just kind of just delete them and move them. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, what about your Instagram bot? <laughs> well, okay. I don't have that many followers. And, you know, when I do get a new one, I'm like, oh, okay, great. Her name, I, I, can I say it on here? I can say it. I wouldn't say it. Why not? Do you think she's real or she's a bot? I think she's real. Okay. But you think she's, she's fake. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, all I'm going to say, all right, I'm going to say right okay, now. Okay. Alex there doesn't might want be, me to be there, <laughs> there might be a slight chance she's real, but it's very creepy. <laughs> yeah, definitely creepy. And definitely definitely a catfish but anyway you should just she... name, name her labradoodle huh just say her name is labradoodle all right name is labradoodle she <laughs> follows me on instagram and you know i she's public and i, I look at her profile she's kind of hot you know kind of cute whatever and so i'm looking here and she says you know she messages me i'm like okay she says hello how are you and i say I'm good. How are you? I can't remember. Have we met before? You know, just trying to trying to see, you know, where if I had seen her before, met her before. She says, I just saw your profile appear on my profile as you were handsome on the pic. I wanted to add you to better meet you. It bothers you. <laughs> what? Huh? Sounds like uh, sounds like so and so who I work with. <laughs> it sounds like who? So and so. My so and so problematic co-worker <laughs> and then she says 
I'm from Atlanta in Georgia. How about you? Question, question mark. I said, question, question mark. Yeah. Is that a bot? Is that, does that mean it's a bot? I, th- I still think it's a real person. The thing is she has two pictures up and she, I ask her specific questions. Uh huh. I say, I like listening to vinyl and going for runs. What about you? She says, I love hunting, fishing, and I hang out with my siblings. What are you doing right now? Now that implies something sexual. Does that not? <laughs> yeah. She Could says, or, I'm uh, bed alone. If you are alone, we can make a video call in private on Hangouts, which is very strange. Hangouts. Why would you use Hangouts? Now that I'm reading this, I think it might be a bot. Well, well, her dis- the description on her page is uh, water droplets, emoji, praying sign, live for the best water droplets. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's a real person. A bot can't distinguish that water droplets means like wet. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so Uh... she says, I'll show you my tits, but I want it to stay in private between. I think it's broken English. Don't you think? Even though she looks like white bread. (laughs) You know what I mean? I, I just think she's a bot. You think she's a baddie? A bot. Oh, a a robot. I, I, I don't I see. I want to have hope. <laughs> so she sent me her Hangouts Gmail. And oh. I'm like, did you click I on don't it? even I don't even know. I don't have it. I mean, I do have it, but I don't. Why would we use Hangouts? And so I was like, she said, or if you want, I can give you my number so we can FaceTime. So she actually gave me her number. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm on there and then they realized it's the green text bubbles. You know, like the it's yeah, it's yeah. a text message instead of a iMessage, yeah. Huh? Instead of iMessage, yeah. Instead yeah, instead of, of iMessage. So you can't FaceTime on those, right? Uh I mean, did you did you try clicking FaceTime and see if it I haven't tried anything it? with her? If I, it, we can try I, it on I, night because night. when you said because now there's more to this story. There's more to this story. I literally asked her, how do you FaceTime if you have Android? Uh-huh. And she said Good, thank. If you are alone, I can call you. <laughs> Good. Good, thank. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know. What to, I mean, I'm definitely not in it. You know, <laughs> I'm not in it. But th- there's a little wrinkle that I think you should also say. What? I messaged her because I so I messaged Mason. I said, hey, do you know Labradoodle? And and he was like, yeah um we follow each other on instagram i was like oh okay i just followed her because she followed me (laughs) i looked on her profile and i was like mason is this a bot (laughs) did she follow you too yeah she she had like two posts and then like there was like no likes or something like that but then she had like a bajillion followers or whatever i'm like who or like a good amount of followers like i'm like 500 or something like that and 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 i'm just like uh and then so she messages me and she was like hey how are you i was like hello i'm doing well and she's like i'm from georgia where are you from (laughs) she said the same thing that (laughs) she said to me yeah and then and then jerk and then i uh i just unfollowed and removed the conversation 
And then later in the day, she texts, hey. <laughs> yeah, she does that to me, too, a lot. She texts, hey, a lot. And then question mark, question mark a lot. Hey, question, question, question mark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. Yeah, definitely a bot, but I had hope. <laughs> but, you know. I don't anyway. know. Maybe maybe you should just click on that link. Wait, is it a Gmail or is it an actual link? It was a Gmail address for Hangouts. Uh, I don't uh, know how that I, I don't know how that works. Well, yeah, you can set up a Hangouts call with whatever Gmail. What a strange way to do it. Usually it's Snapchat or something. You know what I mean? Maybe she likes using Google products. That's why she's on Alaska. Maybe that's, that's her why, sponsor. That's why she's on Android. She's secretly a Google sponsor. She just wants me to get on Hangouts. <laughs> <laughs> she works for Google. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, that's the the bot story. Uh, so speaking of bot, should we get into this movie? <laughs> that had nothing to do with the movie. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> It's funny. I was like, yeah, I've been getting a bunch of weird followers lately. She had a lot of followers is, is the thing, though. Yeah, but those are also bots. No way. Did you not look into that? <laughs> no, I didn't no. look into it. I just saw the number. It was like 658. I'm like, wow, I wish I had those numbers. <laughs> yeah, look at those Instagram accounts and see if they're all like sketch or not. This is like, what if I fall in love with a bot? (laughs) Would that be socially acceptable? Yeah, this is fine. That's fine. It's like, she'll get along with my robot dog. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, what are we doing here? Are we (laughs) (laughs) maybe? I would like to think that we've gotten better at this over a year, you know, because this is the one year. No, I'm not so sure. I feel like this is like the most <laughs> derailed we've been in a while. That's good. Uh, We're having fun. We're good. We're good. All right. So we are going to talk about Die Hard. Yes, that's why you clicked this. You saw Die Hard was the title. So you're like, yeah, let's go listen to this podcast, bro. So Die Hard, 1988, directed by John McTiernan, I believe. Uh, he did some other things like Last Action Hero, Predator, um, The Hunt for Red October. So he did quite a few. I mean, it, his his discography, so to speak, is limited. But uh, yeah, so he did this movie. This is kind of one of his first movies, actually. And this is considered the status quo for action movies. This is what kind of started the modern day action wave. I know this was 1988, but there is a clear distinguishing factor between this movie, Die Hard, and then movies that came before it in the same decade. So you look at, you know, movies such as I don't even know, like what, the other 80s movies we've talked about, Robocop, uh, you know, what uh, Lethal Weapon. Actually, that one's uh, kind of grounded, too. But like, you know, just like those crazy ones, like Robocop is the best example of that. That was like the the peak pinnacle of 80s action, you know, and it's just so crazy. Like, who thinks of that? But now with Die Hard coming out, you kind of get this more. I mean, I know there, there are a lot of things happening, but this is kind of where the modern day comes in, where it's a lot of more gritty. You know, they say a lot of more cuss words and everything. They curse. 
and it's just kind of more real. I don't know if you found the same way, but this is kind of what what ushered in this new wave of action movies. And this is ultimately kind of one of those, you know, pinnacle of action movies, you know, as far as that goes. So, yeah, what did, what did you uh, what is your first impression of this? Because, you know, I, I don't know if this is your first time watching it or what did, what did you like? How, what's your experience with Die Hard? I um I knew it was a movie because there's like like four different versions of Die Hard, right? There's like Die Hard Two, there's like a Die Harder, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, what else? Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Live Free or Die Hard. Um, it's a good yeah. day to Die Hard. Yeah. So there's just a bunch of Die Hard movies, um, but I've never seen any of those Die Hard movies. Um, but I mean, I know the main actor, Bruce Willis, I've seen him in movies, but besides any other Die Hard movies, um, I've never seen any of them. So this is my very first time watching Die Hard. Wow. Okay. I like this. We're popping your Die Hard cherry. I like it. Mm-hmm. This is good. Yeah. Th- my experience is kind of, I watched it once on, I think it was last Christmas because it is a Christmas, not on Christmas day, but you know, in the month of December. And I've heard that it was a Christmas movie. And so I watched it on like in the month of December last year. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't too long since I had seen it before. So this is my second time viewing it. And, you know, I'll talk about as far as like specifics once we get into it. But yeah, definitely, definitely a a good movie as far as like Christmas movie. Now, what do you think of the Christmas vibe? Hmm. Um, I think... I mean, there wasn't like a lot of Christmas intertwined into it. I think we got to see like they spoke about Christmas at the beginning of the movie. Like there's a holiday party going on. Um, What else? There's probably like a couple things here and there within the middle of the plot. Like, oh, it's Christmas. Oh, and they're like, oh, it's a Christmas miracle, blah, blah, blah. Um, But uh, what else? Um, But I mean, it wasn't like overly done so like it wasn't bad i think i think it was good like they incorporated christmas and parts here and there and uh i mean it was an action movie that just happened to be during the time of christmas eve <laughs> right so, exactly yeah. that's the only yeah. reason it's christmas exactly yeah but no i i didn't mind the christmas uh like i think i think the movie was great overall even if it was with or without Christmas being involved. So, yeah, that's a good point. I feel like you could take the Christmas out of it and it would be the exact same, <laughs> you know, but, but I digress. I don't know. Like, I, you know, it's, it's, it's the cool thing to say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I'm not watching this on Christmas. I'm not watching this to get in the Christmas spirit. You know oh yeah. I mean? No, no, I'm not. Either. No, 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 no. <laughs> and if you do, you're a psychopath. I'll be honest. Don't at me at me. I don't care do it but oh, yeah wait. okay quick, quick question are the other diehard movies are they all also christmas i don't know or? i haven't seen the other ones i think uh. the second one might be as well but i'm not sure i don't i now i i actually no i, I think the the newer ones are not set around christmas mm. because it's it, again it's not that pivotal it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if chris kringle's there you know what i mean <laughs> It's a matter of Rudolph and Frosty's on the radio <laughs> playing on the TV. It ain't, it ain't affect much, mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah. So, 
as far as characters go, this is kind of a, you know, John McClane played by Bruce Willis. This is kind of our, our action hero here. We, and, and he comes fully fledged. He's got a backstory. He's a cop from New York and he's visiting his wife, quote unquote, and kids in LA. Was it LA somewhere in California? I don't know. LA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. LA. And, you know, he's visiting and he's visiting this, uh, he's, he's actually going there because his wife works at this company called, uh, I forget what it's called, uh, Nakagi or something. Nakatomi. 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 Well, the building, the the building is called Nakatomi Plaza. Right. Yeah. And it's like some type of engineering firm or something, but anyway, there's this office Christmas party. Okay. So I guess actually that does have, (laughs) now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Anyway, so they're at a they're at an office Christmas party and, you know, Bruce Willis's character, John, is supposed to meet them there because his wife works at this company. Yeah. And I say wife, quote unquote, because they're kind of estranged. You know, they live on opposite coasts. They're kind of on the rocks right now. They're in rough water. You know, (laughs) they don't they don't see eye to eye anymore. She chose a a career over him. He chose his career over her. Whatever. It Honestly, that part of the story I didn't really care about too much <laughs> i was just like oh, okay you know kind of add some backstory which is cool but whatever mm-hmm. and so but yeah so he's he's visiting and then we have our villain for the movie played by mr alan rickman rip in peace uh, he played i believe it was a snape in harry potter but he plays the villain the german guy hans hans gruber yeah he plays <laughs> hans gruber and so Basically, he's trying to he, he's one of the most smartest villains I think I've ever seen on screen. What do you think about that? I yeah, I totally agree. He's very mastermind, head of the team, um, you know, very uh, well thought. Like, you know, he I think from when we when I watched the movie, it was very um, like he, he like he knows he knows all his like uh terrorist like strategies and stuff like that so um he was perfect for the role and so it was just very like savant like yeah and he <laughs> you know he planned this whole heist for years you know you can tell he's calculated he's very smart about what he's doing he's a very good leader he's a bunch mm-hmm. of like german guys running around too that mm-hmm. is you know pawn pawns what, what what do you call it posse posse yeah um he, he, the his posse's running around and so yeah he's a very good villain i i thought if he was in speed remember how we were talking about how the guy in speed sucked the villain <laughs> old I, bag i wish hans gruber was in speed i so that would have been the perfect movie mm, true but but i digress so yeah so i, I mean i mean yeah this this is kind of a classic setup you know terrorists and bad guys come in Good guy saves the day. Now there is a little, uh, and the, and then there are, there's one more character that I think we should really talk about. His name is Officer Bailey, um, who pulled over uh, me, Big J, Kenny, and Alex <laughs> on the Eastern Shore of Virginia. Wait, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Yes, you were. You were Officer weren't? Bailey? No, no, that was you, Kenny, and Big J. Oh, was that on our way to pick you up? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we got pulled over trying to pick up Alex <laughs> and his name is Officer Bailey. But anyway, this guy's, officer- huh? Oh, no, no, no. Talk about your Officer Bailey. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Officer Bailey. I mean, he's a nice guy and everything. He was just you know, <laughs> a rather obtuse policeman. Um, and so, yeah. So now but the actual the actual guy's name is uh, Sergeant Powell, which I thought they were saying Powell the whole time when they were talking to him. That's what I thought, too. Like, hey, pal, what are you what are you doing on the radio? What are you, who are you talking to on the radio, bro? Exactly. I was like, yeah, but how wool. <laughs> I feel like they could have changed that. They didn't need it to be Powell. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Woulda, shoulda, coulda, right? Yeah. But yeah, those are kind of the three main characters in the whole movie. The plot is basically everybody at the Christmas party gets taken hostage by these German terrorists who just want the money from the company. That's the very, very simple plot. I mean, if, would you explain it any other way or is that kind of? That's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty self-explanatory. And then like, um, yeah, all the hostages are um, trapped in the uh, building. And then you have McLean, who's like the, the police officer with inside the building trying to, you know, save the day. And so and then with the help of other police officers, but. They, I mean, they don't really help out really. It was just all McLean doing everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a pretty, pretty simple, straightforward p- plot that uh, was very well put, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's kind of a good what a good action movie is: simple plot, lots of good action, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're mm-hmm. here for. I am. What, what do the kids say? I'm here for it. Is that is that a popular phrase? I'm so here for it. <laughs> I am here for it. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that a thing people say? I'm here for it. Pop off, I guess. I'm here for it. Meaning. <laughs> oh, you're looking it up? This is bad if we have to look up popular phrases. I, I've i never heard of that. I've heard of pop off when you say pop off, when you just mentioned that. Oh, pop off. Yeah. What about a slay queen? It's like, yeah, I've heard of that. What here about WAP? Have you heard of that? WAP, W-A-P, <laughs> the song he put up <laughs> on her uh, story. What has pussy? What do you think of that? I thought, didn't you use that song last time? On the poll, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, no. Yeah, no, because no. it's wet ass poll. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard R episode. We're going full I am, R. I am here for it. No, I've never, I've never used it. You're not? Oh, you've never heard? Wait, you said you've never heard the statement? I'm here for it? No, not really. Yeah, I've never heard it. Like, if it, if it was more trendy, I guess, maybe. But Let's start it, let's start it right now, then. I'm Wait, what, did, what, what, what even was the phrase? I forget. You said, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, it's like... I'm so here for it. Yeah, Can we start I, a hashtag right now? I'm here for it. <laughs> All right, WTA Nation... We know you're out there. If you're listening to this, go ahead and type in hashtag I'm so here for it in the comment section. Is it, would post. that do anything? I don't know. Yeah, let's do it. You know, raise awareness. Okay. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> bet. Oh, that's a good one. Big bet. Big bet was what you made up. Or no, 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 no. No, no, no. Shout your out classmate. Your, <laughs> yeah, your classmate. <laughs> yeah, Caleb Farley played on the Hokies football team. Virginia Tech. Uh, all right, who were we forward. talking about? Were we talking <laughs> about the movie? Did I don't we actually know. get into any action scenes yet? We just talked about the plot. 
Oh yeah, I totally watched the movies for the plot. <laughs> um, alrighty, alrighty. First scene. Let's see. Um, well, we don't have any notes. So, that's the that's so the problem. The, so in this movie, Mason and I, we when we spoke briefly pre meet pre podcast, we were like, yeah, there's no like, like a bunch of their action action scenes are like just small, like minute or so scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like there's probably like, a few notable ones that like we can talk about. Um, but yeah, I think like and, and like. For the most part, it's just kind of just like chasing around, wrestling, and like exactly. you know, just like gunfights, um, which is not bad. They're all very entertaining, but it was kind of it was just like uh, one after the other. But it's not like something significant, like that, like super stood out. Maybe besides like one or two scenes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I like how you put that because, like, it it really is just like a continuous cat and mouse game of Gruber trying to hunt down McLean, whether it be through you know, his, uh, his sidekicks or whatever, or him himself. So it, it is kind of just a bunch of gunfights and, and fistfights and, and whatnot. But I, like you said, you know, it is, it is good stuff. You know, it's just kind of, kind of, kind of hard to talk about, you know, we'd be here for 15 hours. So, which is not a bad idea. IMO. That's a good one. IMO 20, 24. <laughs> IMO 24 hour podcast of, breaking down every single scene of a very long movie well we're doing we're doing the 24-hour live stream of all the star (laughs) wars on may the 4th right you can you okay you'll pop in every once in a while i don't i don't watch all the movies like you do on may the 4th we'll (laughs) talk about that later so here we go we're talking about nothing this has nothing to do with (laughs) die hard already already any notable scenes at the very beginning of the movie I didn't. Okay, here are my notes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up. First, hold up. first scene. I didn't really think about anything when they first broke into the move or broke into the building. Um, you know, they like they shoot down the security guard and then they lock down the building. No one knows this is happening, and so, but then they like stampede into the holiday party and they start shooting like the ceiling. And <laughs> actually, one of the notes I said. Um, so when Hans like comes up and he says, ladies and gentlemen, and I wrote down like Squidward question mark. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, the, like the rest of the movie, he's like, oh, hello, Mr. McClane. And then like <laughs> the first part, he says, <laughs> SpongeBob, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh, we are both very drunk. I was like, Squidward? Who is this? <laughs> oh. Yeah, he, he at the beginning, his accent kind of throws you off at first. <laughs> I was like, wait, this kind of sounds like Snape from Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> I was um, so like, when I looked him up, he it was the actor of Snape. I was like, oh, he totally looked different from uh, when he when he was in Snape in the Harry Potter movies because of the different hair. Um, but <laughs> that was the opening scene. Oh, that was funny. Um, any like, ah, what else? I yeah, I mean, the first action kind of the action the first actual scene is like when he takes when he kills the first henchman with the glasses. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was going to say that too. That was going to be my first. It's kind of like 
But the way he kills him, I mean, there's a lot of punches thrown and then they start hugging on top of a staircase <laughs> and then they both fall down the staircase and he breaks the guy's neck, but not John McLean. You know what I mean? Yeah, McLean. Yeah, from he was uh, at first. Oh, yeah, that, I remember he um, he pulls the uh, fire alarm and they send out one of the henchmen. I forget his name, but he has glasses and he goes up and he like, you know, the cat and mouse tries to find he walks around the, the rooftop and it's it's like the rooftop is kind of like under construction as well. So you can mm-hmm. see like the steel beams and stuff like that. Uh, and or and you can basically just jump off the building if you want. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, they kind of just like wrestle around. They just like hug each other very aggressively. <laughs> you had a bro moment. In a moment, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, you know, they're slamming each other into the walls and stuff. But then eventually, they um, they fall down a staircase, and I, I don't remember how he like breaks his neck. I thought he just like when they're rolling down the stairs, he kind of just like smashes him, and his like neck breaks. I don't know. Yeah. Did you see? Yeah, and, and and you know, one thing I do have to note is that it's a very important detail that John McClane is a cop. Mm-hmm. Because if he wasn't a cop, then he would just be shooting these people left and right. (laughs) I mean, like, legit, it literally is a cop out because this scene would not have happened if John could just shoot him. But since, the you know, there is due process and he has that code, you know, Mm -hmm. I think the the bad guy literally says to him, oh, aren't you a cop? Aren't cops supposed to have a code or something? And then John McClane says, like, oh, that's what my captain keeps telling me. You know what I mean? So. He, he says that, you know, snarky line, that cool one liner. But I mean, it really is true. Like he had many opportunities to kill some bad guys in this movie, um, you know, besides self-defense, but he didn't. And so I kind of think that it led to more inventive ways to kind of kill. If that makes any sense, it's, it's more like, oh, I, I can't just shoot this guy. I have to beat him up to a bloody pulp first and then maybe he'll survive. But if he dies, whoopsie, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. so that's kind of how this fight started because there was gunfire at one point you know the the, the german guy this guy had a like the german blonde steve jobs looking guy had, <laughs> yeah uh, like a machine gun uh-huh. and was you know gunning down things you know the, the steel beams were being shot up and everything and, and that's what led him to the, the fist fight and then ultimately um his death at the bottom of the staircase so but yeah this was kind of the first notable scene there is a scene where hans gruber shoots the head of the uh toma toma could you help me out here tomodachi <laughs> what is it to- uh nakatomi 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 yeah he shoots the the ceo of nakatomi enterprises in the head uh mm-hmm. that was a good scene i like that i mean not not that i like that he got shot but i just kind of like how hans like the whole point of him going there was to kind of uh, make a deal with the CEO. But, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of showed that Hans really does mean business because he just shot the guy in the head. So, I mean, <laughs> definitely a cool scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, it's, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, well, if you're not going to help me, well, fuck you. <laughs> I'm just going to shoot yeah, you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, fuck you. You know, <laughs> Squidward. Squidward. <laughs> oh, already, already. Um, let's see. Next notable action scene. Um, so after the 
after oh oh we forgot we forgot the 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 so after he kills um european steve jobs he um <laughs> <laughs> he so he um so he's gonna send like he sends he sends the guy down an elevator and he's gonna like uh with the dead body and he he dresses him up with like a santa hat and he writes I forget what is on the shirt. You probably recall, but on the yeah, on it was the, um, on a, on a shirt. It says like ho ho ho, and then something else, right? It says yeah, it says now I have a machine gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was badass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny, but it was also yeah, super. Because cool. then Hans Gruber finds it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone was like, ah. Well, the hostages were like, ah. <laughs> yeah, included. Oh, I guess we should mention one of the hostages is. John McClane's wife. Oh yeah. Holly. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I I, I I guess I'll talk about it now. I gotta say, the the detail in this movie is spot on. I think this is why I like it so much, is the detail because at the beginning, when John is looking her up on this like touch screen, first of all, crazy that there's a touch screen in 1988, you know, <laughs> and, and it was at like the, the front desk. And and John is looking his wife up, and he no he goes to look up McLean first, and realizes that she is using her maiden name, so De Janeiro or whatever, DiGiorno, I don't know, this, yeah, this, Holly DiGiorno. But uh-huh. yeah, so and, and but that you know you would think oh it's because of their striped relationship, you know that she doesn't want to identify as a McLean, she wants to go back to her old roots or whatever, and so but that does play. A pivotal factor in this movie because you know um you know uh gruber didn't know who she was because of the last name and the fact that so he is using her office as kind of like his his office you know he's mm-hmm, kind of calling mm-hmm. the shots in there literally and she at the beginning of the movie she slams down a picture frame of john mcclain and her in the same picture and you think again, you're just like, okay, it's just because she's mad at the the relationship. She's mad at that, whatever. That also plays a key factor because that allows Hans Gruber to not see the connection between John McLean and Holly before, you know, like, it, it, and it kind of sets in motion everything towards the, the latter third of the movie. So I don't know. I don't, I, I thought I should mention that before I forget, but I, the, the attention to detail is definitely spot on. Mm-hmm. yeah that was a very good scene um just like detail to mention because um like the the wife is like solo and like he doesn't make a connection till literally the very end of the movie when there's a little newscast saying something about the family and so yeah it kind of just makes the hostage situation even more like even more spookier um like at the very final scene so but yeah that was a that was a good point i like i love the detail and the yeah. uh the touch screen <laughs> it reminded me of um uh reminded me of like like very retro video games of just like yeah the, like uh, the 8-bit uh I, well i don't know like just like i just remember like video games on my nintendo nes and just like the very like pixelated font <laughs> yeah like uh mario <laughs> mario <laughs> we should Already. review the new mario movie there's a movie coming out yeah with chris pratt voicing mario 
What? I know, right? Did you not hear about this? A movie? Yeah. And Chris Pratt, Star Lord, is going to be Mario. Oh, what? I don't know how he's going to do the accent. You got to look it up, man. I thought Mario you knew. Mario movie. I might have seen it something. Uh, no. I mean, the cast is crazy. There's Charlie a Charlie 19- Day from Always Sunny is Luigi. There's a 1993 Super Mario Bros. movie. Oh, no. I'm talking about 2022 or whenever it's coming out. Look up Chris Pratt, Mario. 2022. Oh, shoot. Seth Rogen, Donkey Kong. (laughs) 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 Jack Black is Bowser. Holy. Isn't this crazy? Oh, we got to remove this. Review this movie. We're going to be there opening night for this movie. <laughs> I think it's animated, though. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Wow. Alrighty, alrighty. All right, focus, focus. Back focus. to the movie. Um. Yeah. Okay, so back to this. Yeah, was there anything else? I'm trying to look at my notes to see what other action scenes that kind of stood out or that, I mean, you know, keep in mind, there is, you know, these interstitial scenes where there's gunfire and John running away. Now, also I will mention he is barefoot the whole movie. Ooh, yes. Barefoot because basically when he's flying into LA, this guy on the plane tells him, yeah, if you want to get over like the, the jet lag and everything, take off your socks, take (laughs) off your shoes, put your feet in the carpet and start curling your toes. And so that's what he does when that's what McLean does when he gets the, the office and the, in, you know, the bathroom mm-hmm. um, or the bedroom, excuse me. <laughs> and so, but yeah, so he's barefoot the whole movie because the, the terrorists come in as soon as he does. So, um, and so, but that does play into account later, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to now I've, you got to help me out here. He falls down this, what is it? An elevator shaft or something? Yeah, so if is is it are you referring to the scene where he like uses a machine gun to like um use it as a fall anchor like in the elevator? Are you referring to that? He ties yeah, like a rope. Sure. He ties a rope onto the machine gun and uses the machine gun to hold his weight when he's like crawling down the elevator shaft. Are you referring to that or no? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> is that a yes or no? I think, sure. And, and so when he's falling down this elevator, does he grab onto the side of a, like a hole? In yeah, the wall? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that is and, the scene I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he <clears throat> basically, when he's running around, so there's another cat and mouse scene where like three more henchmen are like finding him and he's like running around the rooftop. So pretty much like nothing like, super significant happens they they, you know they're just running around the rooftop shooting at each other they don't like land any shots on each other um and then mclean eventually like escapes and like um finds a little roof or elevator shaft and so he has a machine gun and he uses he finds like some rope or yeah something like stretchy that he can use to like pull himself down the elevator shaft and creep into like these vents and so he ties the machine gun and he like props it where the elevator doors like open and so he uses that as like a fall anchor 
and so he doesn't like go flying down the entire elevator shaft so he like crawls down and eventually um right before i don't know if i can't remember if the machine gun breaks or not do you remember i or don't even remember out. the scene happening. <laughs> no i'm so just, glad you remember it i just wrote it down because it's like kind of like a spy thing he was doing so when he was you know he's uh he's like crawling down the elevator and i'm pretty sure um there is a like eventually like breaks so he like leaps into the events um of the building um and then there was another scene uh, there's another like spy type of thing where he's like running away from the henchman and he has to like go through like this revolving fan do you remember that scene uh-huh <laughs> no you don't <laughs> so there, there's this like revolving fan and he has nowhere to go because he's like in a dead end so he uses the machine gun to like stop the fan moving and he like kind of like trickles his way inside the fan and like passes like the blades turning because he used the machine gun to jam it and then eventually the machine uh the goons like catch up to him and start shooting him. but he eventually escapes but that was just like something i saw as like notable to like write down because it's just like a you know a little mission impossible type of thing um but yeah besides that like there's not much really happening in the next scene, which we will probably talk about. Um, it's another like chase down, but besides that, like the oh, another thing was like so one of the main villains, or not main villains, just one of the henchmen. So we have European Steve Jobs, and then we have um his brother who has like uh da, 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 I, I don't remember his name, but he has long hair which I can recall. It was just like luscious, long, blonde hair. <laughs> Goldilocks, yeah. Yeah, Goldilocks. We can say Goldilocks. Um, but yeah, he this Goldilocks is like out to get him to revenge his brother. But yeah, I don't know. That was just like another... It wasn't like super action-y, but it was like a spy scene I wanted to mention. And eventually like Goldilocks starts like poking the vents because um, uh, McLean was actually just like uh, crawling through the HVAC vents um, and so all the henchmen were just like looking and they're just like well Goldilocks was like poking the vents seeing if he could found, find him and McLean actually like sees him through like a little window in the HVAC and he like actually like um, releases the, the safety on his gun and he's like about to shoot him but then like the henchmen get called back uh, later to go somewhere else and so he doesn't like take him out but yeah that's like a little spy scene that happened it wasn't really super action-y but yeah what was the next action scene you thought of well (laughs) first of all did you did you watch die hard one or two was this all in the first one this is number one (laughs) i'm beginning to think i watched the wrong movie I don't remember. This is like John Wick all over again. I just there's scenes I just don't even remember. But I will say I so going back to the action. Now, Officer Powell is on patrol. I, w- I want to talk about him for a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Officer him. Yeah. Powell is on patrol. He's in a cop car and we are. Oh, this was this him. relates to the scene I was talking about. It does? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, perfect. So I'll fill in the gaps then. I'll, and then you can okay, kind of okay, sum okay. it up. Okay, 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 okay. So Officer Powell is on the beat. You know, it's Christmas Eve. 
he's at a gas station and he's buying some Twinkies and the gas station attendant calls him fat. And <laughs> he, he, you know, he goes in back into his car and there's the radio. There's something on the radio that says, yeah, there's a, you know, there, there there's some disturbance on uh Takagashi tower. Uh, what is it? What tower? Tell I keep forgetting. Takami, Takashimi, Nakatomi. Nakatomi, Nakatomi. Nakatomi Tower. Uh, Officer Powell, you should go to the tower and check it out. (laughs) I'm doing my L.A. cop voice. And so basically Officer Powell goes to check it out at the tower. And so the he goes, he drives up and he's like he he talks to the guard, quote unquote, who, who the guard is actually none other than one of Gruber's henchmen and pretending to be the guard which is very sly. It's very cool how they do that. I will say at one point is that is at this point where the cops are called on purpose. I think it is right. Cause Gruber um, calls the police and, you know, just so they would go see that nothing is wrong. Quote unquote, again, the, you know, cause, cause you know, the, the hostages are in a higher part of the building. So the cops wouldn't see it, you know? And so, Gruber calls the police on purpose so they would come and they would see the guard there. And even though it's not really the guard. And so I, I think that was a smart idea to kind of draw away suspicion. Well, I, I don't think he called the cops. No, yeah, no, he no. Did. Gruber. No, no, not be, not for the distress call. No. Well, who called the police? Mc, so McLean. So when he's actually like running around the rooftop, <clears throat> When he steals one of the uh, walkie-talkies from European Steve Jobs, he he gets <laughs> on the channel and he's like, uh, "If anyone's on this channel, uh, there is like a terrorist threat at this building." Blah blah blah. There's armed there's armed men. Um, please send like all LAPD units. Like we need like actual serious help. There's hostages, and so that's when they they're like. Uh, and so they were like, um, and then that's when the gunshots start happening. And that's when they start like running around. And that kind of like leads to the scene I was talking about. But because of that, um, when they're running around, so then, then they tell Officer Powell, they're like, hey, Officer Powell, we got a, we got a situation at this building. Can you please take a, take a look at it? And so he, that's when he like visits the building and he talks to the security guard. But like when that's all happening, McLean is just like running around, <laughs> oh. getting shot at. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so then, after all the running around happens, oh, I do McLean, like this next part. McLean, like, yeah, so McLean is now like in a safe spot, and he's not he's not getting chased uh, super badly, and he he sees that. Um, Powell is now leaving the premises because he was like, all right, there, there's nothing here. There's must be like, it was probably like a prank call or something. And then um, what's his face? Uh, McLean throws <laughs> one of the henchmen's body onto the police car. <laughs> and then <laughs> Powell, when it lands on the car, he's like, Jesus H Christ. And he does. <laughs> <laughs> It's the best part. He like goes across the entire campus of this like, you know, this corporate building or whatever. He drives across the lawn backwards <laughs> and with this 
guy on his car hood. And then, like, you know, there are people from the building that are shooting at the cop car. There are henchmen shooting at him from there. And, you know, the car's getting shot up and everything. He's going to reverse. He's got a body on the hood. At one point, he hits a hump when the body flies off. I thought that was so <laughs> funny. And so eventually he backs up so far. He goes off of this concrete embankment and the car kind of falls backwards. And, you know, now he would be facing literally up to the sky uh, because it just kind of falls off and lands on like the, the loading dock or whatever. So he is kind of out of harm's way at that point. But, you know, he is in a cop car that's been, you know, turned up. So, uh, but yeah, he, so he does escape and then he calls for backup or whatever. And then this kind of sets in motion the kind of rest of the movie. So basically now you've got the whole entire LA police squad there, including the police chief who gives Powell some trouble. I forget what the chief's name is. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, chief Keefe. We'll call him chief Keefe. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Chief Keefe is there now with Powell and Powell does have communication with McLean um, using that walkie talkie that you talked about earlier. And another thing we have to point out is that McLean also has correspondence with Hans Gruber, mm-hmm. who is on the same channel. I guess he switches channels when he wants to talk to each one. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't accidentally mix it up who McLean you know what I mean? Hans. he'd be like hey officer powell look these guys are oh in the yeah, building. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and then it would be to hans group you know but um but yeah so that this kind of sets up the the crux so now you have more moving pieces it's not just mclean versus the terrorist anymore now it's the terrorist versus mclean versus the la police um and so the next scene i i, I didn't write anything else down until the tank versus bazooka scene. <laughs> so basically, you know, I don't know if there's anything in between that you wanted to plug in before we talk about that. Um, you're, you're forgetting his signature quote. Did you remember when that happened? <laughs> uh, I remember he said it. I don't yeah, remember what was yeah, happening. Yeah. I think he was just like facing down. McLean was facing down some guards, right? Uh, no, McLean was just like talking to Gruber. He was actually like speaking with Gruber about something. I forget what they're talking about. Um, but the signature line is uh, he was like something, 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 blah, 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 talking to Gruber. And then his final line, he thought he tells Gruber is Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic then, line. I love and that. then it just like pans to another scene. So, you know, they're kind of just like, I, I guess they're just like, oh, what are you going to do? Blah, blah, blah. Um, that yeah, quote that... is very important for the mm-hmm. last part of the movie too as well it comes back mm-hmm. um but yeah and then yeah and then the next action scene is what we were talking about um with the bazooka involved with the lapd so yeah so now that the lapd is more involved since they kind of know that there's more there's actually a big situation happening um the lapd actually send so they're gonna send out men into the building but the men like they 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 come from the rear of the building and the henchmen kind of just shoot at them and injure them so that doesn't like that kind of just backfires of their like plan of attack going into the building and so the lapd says we need to like send the car which is like a like a you know like a armored it's like an armored RV type of thing. Um, 
And so they send out a like police car to I oh this is so it could break into the building. I remember, yeah, it was driving up the stairs of the building. So it's like knocking down the metal railing, stair steps. And so yeah, when it gets up the the stairs, uh the terrorists who are also like running around, they so what they do is um, they actually bring in a lot of weapons into the building. The terrorists do. They bring in a lot of bombs, C4 bombs. They also have like these missiles. And so, and the and so they take a bazooka and they like plant it down and aim it outside the window. And they actually start shooting the RV. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. they start shooting the uh, LAPD RV, and it just causes like this giant explosion. They're like ah. <laughs> um and so they shoot at once and it causes like this big explosion Mm -hmm. and then they're like we'll shoot it again and so they take another one and they shoot it again (laughs) it's it's overkill in the best way possible oh yeah yeah yeah. it's it's so cool um but in the meantime uh because mclean sees like i think i don't know if he knows like which floor they're on but he needs to get creative to it's like oh shoot what are they like if they keep doing this they're gonna like actually hurt more people and stuff and so this is super cool so in the bag that he steals from steve jobs um there's like these c4s in the bag and so he takes a c4 block and <laughs> he ties it onto the computer which mason <laughs> said he didn't know that <laughs> All right, look, I missed the part where, so I, I rewatched some of the scenes this morning to just kind of get a gist, you know, on YouTube. And in my first watch of the movie, I all I saw was this computer tied to an office chair traveling down an elevator shaft and then exploding at the bottom. And I'm like, how the hell did that happen? And so I, 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 you know, I rewatched the scene this morning. That was actually in my does not pass the vibe check on my notes. I'm like, how did that even make sense? And, and, and then I rewatched it this morning. I'm so glad I did, because then I saw the part where he set that C4 explosive charge in it. And he was like, take this fuckers, you know, or whatever he said. He said something cool, but I completely missed that part. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how. But anyway. Yeah. Thank you for. Yeah. <laughs> <reminding me. laughs> It was cool though. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah. But I was just wondering. I don't know what was in those '80s computers. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it was. Uh, uh, yeah, talk about yeah. RAM. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the processing power in that computer was, but. <laughs> oh um, man! So, so in that scene, yeah. So McLean ties he four onto this. Uh, I think it was just a computer monitor. <laughs> rolls it down the elevator shaft and the next thing we see is this giant explosion like and it just wipes out like one of the floors that the terrorists were on and we get to see it from the outside like there's like this big explosion everyone was like going crazy they're like ah what is happening um and so oh i just wanted to say the fire comes back up the shaft and john's looking down he's like Oh shit! And then he and then he like flies back into the room as the fire comes up. So that was also mm-hmm. a pretty cool detail. I I I love. I get so hard 
<laughs> elevator shaft explosions. I don't know what it is. Like, think about it right now. I'm fully erect. Oh, my God. <laughs> so hard. Oh, anyway. Dang. Is that your kink? <laughs> That's my kink. Elevator shaft explosions. You heard it here first, people. Oh. That's all, all my right. OnlyFans is. If I ever make an OnlyFans. <laughs> it's just ele- elevator it's shaft just... explosions. <laughs> is me watching Die Hard. Oh. And then getting hard. Oh, gosh. Already. <laughs> Final action scene, I think. Um, no, no, no. There's, there's like a little action cat, another cat mouse scene, and then there's like a. a final oh, are you talking finale. about the um, European Steve Jobs brother, Bill Gates? <laughs> <laughs> His name is Goldilocks. <laughs> oh yeah, Goldilocks. You're right. You're right. Um, are you talking about that one? There's a, there's a scene where oh no there was so there's so the kind of this uh, another scene that kind of plays into detail so oh oh let's backtrack let's backtrack so now that Hans knows that he's very like Hans knows that McLean is actually like super badass that Hans actually tries to find um, McLean. Wait, wait, I might be getting the scenes. No, no, no. I know, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I know what you're talking about. And I can pick it up if you want. Okay. okay. I actually love this scene. Okay, wait, you talk about you talk about it. Yeah, so so Hans, yeah, like you said, now Hans knows that John McClain is John McClain. He's you know, and he he does go looking for him. Uh And so he oh, this is so good. So McClain is kind of like just by himself with a gun, whatever, and he's just kind of walking around trying to see what what to do next. And Literally, Hans Gruber stumbles on, you know, McLean, and McLean's like, "Who are you?" And then Hans is so smart in this moment. He's like, "Oh, he puts on like his best American accent he can, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them. They're trying to kill me. They're trying to kill me." And McLean, he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, here, here's a loaded gun <laughs> for you, so you can help." Because like he asks his name and. You know, uh, McLean or excuse me, Gruber says one of the names on the on the chart of like the directory of people in the building. So that was pretty smart. But I actually think that that was what tipped off John, that he wasn't who he said he was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's kind of revealed. They could start talking for a little bit. And um, John like, you know, John starts walking away and then Gruber puts the gun to John's head and cocks the gun. And John's like, you know, they have this little exchange and it's literally John McClane versus Gruber right now in this scene. And it's so tense because you're like, how could John be so stupid? He handed Gruber a gun. And when Gruber tries to fire the gun at John, it's unloaded. Because John actually handed him an unloaded pistol. And now here, well, I'll, I'll go into this later, but th- then, you know, the, the henchmen come in right on time. And before John can actually shoot Gruber, the henchmen come in and start shooting at John. And so this kind of sets in another kind of part of that. But that's a really tense scene. And I mean, talk about just, like, I don't know. What did you think of that? Because this scene actually stood out to me quite a bit. I don't know what, like, even the first time I watched it too, I was like, whoa, I, I, it's so smart how they did that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, what did you, what did you think? Yeah, I thought, 
I thought Hans was going to do something more. Um, I don't know. I, I thought he was going to do something more evil, um, like turn, like actually like knock him out then and there. Uh, but he didn't. He kind of just like played it cool as like if he was a hostage, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought how they played McLean as like a, a very good cop as, as like using his skills, context clues and saying, oh, what's your name? And he was like, oh, my name is Clay, Clay something. And there just so happened to be a, a little sign. I think it was a little it was like a sign that was on the wall that said like all the people that was in the building or something like that. And he looks and he sees like clay something doesn't match up to the uh to the what to the name that Hans told him. He mm-hmm. was like, oh this guy is not <laughs> he was like oh yeah. this guy is definitely like a terrorist. Not specifically who, but uh it might be Hans. Um yeah I, I thought that was a great scene. That was that was super cool. It was um it's great great value added onto the movie and uh like like you said the attention to detail of those little things that happen in the movie that was uh it was, it was that was like one of the specific ones that was worth noting yeah and so so now we kind of lead to um a scene where you know john kind of runs away and i i like this scene as well i i this might be the strongest part of the movie arguably something else ha- that happens later is, is stronger but the scene's definitely good. So they're basically now in kind of this abandoned office space. So you know how sometimes they'll have like glass cubicles or the, you know, glass windows, and then you have an office inside of that. That's kind of what this setup is. And so John has a machine gun there. Are, uh, I would say probably three other henchmen as well. Um, and I, yeah, you got to make this clear for me. Is Gruber up there? Or is he like, kind of backing out of this? Fight. Hans is Hans is part of this chase scene. Him okay. and Gold, him and Goldilocks. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're kind of like the main duo, and that's what I kind of like. Gruber's still in the action. He's not just calling the shots from the background. You know, he's actually in it. So, mm-hmm. also kind of cool to note about his character. He's in the front lines as well. And so, yeah, so so Goldilocks is and and Gruber and I, I believe two other people are are hunting down McLean, and it's they go to this office space and a floor higher up, and. You know, they can't really find McLean because he's hiding behind a desk or something in one of like the many offices. And mm. Gruber says, shoot the glass. <laughs> and so they shoot the glass. And I'm like, what's that going to do? And then I see that they like, you know, um, Gruber, when they meet, when he meets John, he realizes that John is barefoot. And so Gruber is so genius. He's like, shoot the glass. Don't even try to shoot him because, mm-hmm. you know, he has to get if he tries to get out he's his feet are going to get cut up and so it's you know it's going to be painful as hail and so basically what happens is you know uh you know there's just a lot of gunfire exchange lots of glass shattering john's like shit 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 how am i going to get out of this you know (laughs) and he i think he literally says that and you know uh at one point uh, john shoots one guy in like the shins and you know, he blows, you know, his legs are just like bloody mess. Uh, so he's dead, obviously. And, you know, I, I, I don't know any more specifics as far as that. Those were kind of like the main standouts of that scene uh, before John gets away. But what John leaves behind is the explosives that he stole earlier in the movie. And so now Gruber has those explosives back. Uh, is that am I correct? I, I really have to have you to fact check me now. 
because I no, don't no, know that's... anything that happened. In this yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was all perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the scene where he just like shoots the guy's shins, uh, and you see all the blood splurring out. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was a good effect. Great. Yeah. Effect. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, the creativity of like, oh, shoot the shoot the glass. He was like, oh, what? He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. just shoot the glass. Um, and then they. Oh, what was that? What was it? <laughs> There's like this big bang in my like not my ceiling, but in the like the the room next door. <laughs> in the room next. Oh, was it like a shot? Like a uh, gunshot? No, no. It's probably like maybe the neighbors are like moving something. Oh. Um. It's like when I used to fall in our apartment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like just like, plop down. Yeah, it's just like some big bang. I was like, what? <laughs> Sheesh. Um, da, 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 da. What was? Oh, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, shooting yeah. glass. And then, oh, yeah. And then eventually, McLean does escape. Um, they throw a flash bomb. Yeah, they throw a flash bomb. And after the flash goes away, they like go to check and see if they killed McLean or not. And somehow, in some way, McLean has ex- escaped. So, yeah, that's uh, that kind of like sums up the scene right there. Yeah. And, you know, one point, one other scene I do want to mention before we kind of get into the two final scenes, maybe three final scenes, is there's a scene where John is fleeing the people and there's a person, there's a henchman on top of a table shooting down at John who's under the table. John shoots up through the table and shoots this guy, I believe, in the testicles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's not a fun way to go. That not was... a fun way. So that guy he kills his act. So that was the guy. I'm pretty sure he it was either him or the other henchman that was with him that he kills. One of those guys were was the person that he throws onto the police car. <laughs> oh, okay. So we completely missed that from like two hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's just one scene that popped into my brain. I forgot to even write it down, but I'm glad uh, you mentioned it because we were just rolling. <laughs> right um but yeah so so the next kind of big scene i want to talk about now there is a lot of roof play correct now they don't they get on the roof at one point and um am i in the right sequence of events here this is bad when we have to ask if we're giving correct no 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 this is (laughs) this is right we we watch the same movie so or supposedly (laughs) (laughs) yeah so because like this was like a more uh uh, oh yeah this part this plays with gruber's plot so gruber when he talks to the police he's like we'll send the hostages on the on the rooftop and so you can send your helicopters to pick them up and so they bring the helicopters or yeah all the hostages are now on the rooftop they're just like Mm -hmm. waiting to be picked up from the helicopters and these helicopters are actually like attack helicopters that um i think they mentioned it they're like oh we're not sending regular helicopters we're actually like some tactical helicopter and so that's when they come and try to rescue the hostages but then the claim that one of the scenes i think oh yeah i think I, I, i think we forgot to mention so mclean eventually knows that 
Gruber and his men are actually going to explode the rooftop, and it's which is known as like a, a double cross, and when I guess that's like like a police term or something like that. Um, and so yeah, the basically the plot was bring all the hostages up on the rooftop, so then when they explode it, all of them die, and so that's like their their way of um, escape, and so basically the terrorists would use the death of them and the explosion as like something to mask them escaping the area because after they rob the area after they rob all the money they have some form of way of escape and so yeah so that's when the fbi comes in and they send out the two helicopters to pick them up but eventually mclean finds all the hostages on the rooftop he's like uh i think he yeah yeah he says like oh where's my wife where's my wife and then he says like oh the wife is not there and then he was like you guys gotta you guys gotta leave the roof they're gonna explode the roof and then he starts shooting at the helicopters (laughs) (laughs) and then that's when the helicopters start shooting at him (laughs) and so all the hostages can't even get the yeah he can't even get like law enforcement on his side yeah, yeah 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 and so and, and I think Powell, when Powell knows about this, or he has like some suspicion, he was like, he's like, I don't know if McLean tells Powell or not. Do you remember if Powell like gets info if it's like a double cross or not? Do you remember? I, I don't honestly remember what happened. Oh, oh okay. So, well, like, wait, now when you say double cross, yeah, what do you mean by that? Do you, do you not remember when? When uh when McLean figures out oh there's a bunch of explosives on the rooftop, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah I remember bro. Do you remember that? Like I remember. Oh, you know I I remember when 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 Officer Bailey's talking about double crossing. Okay, but McLean doesn't McLean tell Officer Bailey that or no? Yeah yeah let's say that. We'll go with that. <laughs> We're we'll have making- our own. We we are literally making our own version of Die Hard. <laughs> this is the Snyder cut of Die Hard. It's just what we remember about it and what we make up about it. I think this is great. Okay, okay. This is the first review where we actually don't talk about the movie. We talk about the movie that we thought we saw. <laughs> uh, what happens? What happens? Oh, I know what happens. I know what happens. I know what happens. Okay, okay. You talk so, about uh, talk about what the hostages they uh, believe and and yeah. Yeah, so the hostages, yeah, the hostages are not important to me. I don't care about that. <laughs> what I care about is McLean and him getting off the roof. This is one of the best scenes I've ever seen in my life. So basically, what happens is a Gruber is going to blow up the roof, right? John mm-hmm. is on the roof. Now, if I were John, I would be thinking, how do I get off of the roof that's about to blow up, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he does think of something. So, do you know those firemen? Uh, hoses like the white hose with the red spigot at the end and it's a really long really girthy thing you know something like a certain appendage I have and so what happens is you know it's on this little wheel thing and so what happens is you pull it out and it's it you know it spins or whatever you know I'm t- you know what I'm talking about yeah, 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 yeah. you know what I'm talking about you know <clears throat> even if you don't know you know and so he pulls it out and he ties it to his his waist at this point, you know, and now keep in mind, he's injured. His foot is all bloody with glass in it and everything. He tried to pick it out the most best he could, but he, you know, 
wasn't really that successful. And so he, he, he picked all that up. And so he's like in pain. He wraps this rope around, or excuse me, this hose around his, his, um, his waist. He say, where the hose at? And, <laughs> you know, then as soon as the, the bombs blow up, he's like, it's like huge explosion. He jumps off the roof and then dangles and hits the side of the building and dangles on the side of the building. And this was really cool because, you know, as he does this, the, the actual assembly piece of the hose where the hose is kind of strung out, it falls over and it starts going to the side of the building and it's going to fall soon. We know it's going to fall soon because it can't support his weight while he's dangling there. And so what he does is he starts swinging and he swings <laughs> out. He shoots the glass out of this out of the window on the side of the building and crashes through. He this guy and glass just don't get along. <laughs> I mean, he, he crashes through, but it was the exact moment that the assembly of the hose falls off the building. And so this was such a good scene, man. I don't know. I'm I'm creaming right now. And 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 the <laughs> and the, um, the the hose assembly falls and it's falling. So now it's falling past him. And then, you know, once it starts falling, it starts dragging him down because it's so heavy. So now he can't even, you know, he's still trying to f- fight this thing. He's fighting a host. And so <laughs> what is it, the host is slowly pulling him out and, you know, his like feet or tra- he's trying to like brace himself against the glass or whatever. And he unties it or what does he untie it or does he cut it or something? I think he unties it. I think he just unties yeah, it. He unties it from around his waist and gets out of the, the hose as soon as it falls And like, what a great scene. And then like right after that, immediately, the FBI helicopter gets too close to the explosion and blows up. Mm-hmm. And so then those people are dead, which yeah. I kind of liked that. <laughs> I didn't like the FBI people. One of the FBI guys, I don't know what pimple face or whatever. I don't, his face was weird. His face was janky looking. It they looks like were, he had already been blown up. They were both named Johnson. <laughs> there no, huh? They were both named Johnson. Oh, were they? Yeah. Yeah. There's like a little bit of humor. Johnson and Johnson question mark yeah. moderna yeah there's a little humor with that and they're like oh i'm johnson oh wait here's here's another johnson and then when they're on the phone call they're like johnson speaking and then he's like no the other one did they yeah. did they predict covid <laughs> did they make a vaccine for covid they might have in honor okay, of them maybe away. maybe that's why covid is still around because they got blown up in a helicopter <laughs> but anyway yeah they got blown up in a helicopter that was pretty cool yeah, I mean, and what I will say about the effects are they're all practical. I mean, I, the, like the CGI, you know, CGI didn't really exist in 1988. And so uh-huh. they had to use practical, but it looks so good. I mean, some of the best I've seen explosion wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you thought of this, because like I, I, this is definitely I was climaxing while this was climaxing as well. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Oh no! I love the explosions. It was just—it was just great. Explosion after explosion after explosion. <laughs> yeah, it was, but it was, and it it's all—it awesome. all looks real too, which is even cooler. But uh, so anyway, so now and and I think we might have gotten the events jangled up because right now he after this, I don't care about the hostages. I'm not even going to talk about them because I don't care. The, you know, they're, they're back in the building or whatever, right? Oh, are we talking about Goldilocks versus? Yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We skipped the scene. <laughs> was that before or after the roof? I don't even remember. I think it was after. So this was like before the roof. And then 
when the hostages escape back down, we do get to see Goldilocks hanging. Do you remember? Goldilocks naked? Is that what you said? Hanging. He was oh, hanging. hanging. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was hung all right. No, he... <laughs> Yeah, so no, definitely. Um, he was, uh, yeah, so that that fight, I'm gonna say it right now. Wait, I have notes on this actually. Hold up, hold up. Okay, this is a good fight. I don't, you said you didn't like this one as much, but I like this one. He, so it's it's literally just a bunch of like hugging and <laughs> punching, but like the punches that John McClain throws at this guy. I mean, he punched more than Rocky did on you know, Clubber <laughs> Lang and Rocky Three. You know what I mean? I mean, this was like legit punch, like pow, 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 knockout, 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 punch. And and you know, Goldilocks is kind of reeling, and then he has a gun at one point, but you know, uh, McLean wrestles it out of him, and then eventually, I thought, I thought this was this was going to be interesting. So they were they were put well. First of all, I just got to say they were pushing each other around. And when John McClane falls down, he sounds like a Lego. You know, in the Lego games, when you're pushing a heavy box and it goes, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. John McClane makes that exact sound when he falls. He goes, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I wish we could add that sound effect. But yeah, that he made, I just had to make a note of that. But uh-huh. um, yeah, and so basically, you know, it's the same thing, John. And 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 the uh, Goldilocks are wrestling a little bit and they're walking up steps. And I'm like, okay, literally, is the brother (laughs) going to die the same way that Steve Jobs did? European Steve Jobs. And I thought they were going to fall down the steps. But no, John McClane reaches for this random chain hanging out of nowhere, ties it around this guy that, you know, ties it around Goldilocks neck and 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 like just kind of pushes him. And it's on a conveyor belt on the ceiling. And so he literally just pushes this guy like a slab of meat against the wall and he just kind of plops on the wall and it just shows like kind of his lifeless corpse just hanging there because his neck was cracked. So, I mean, that was I, I, I really like this one. It was kind of I mean, obviously, John McClane wasn't going to die because he still hadn't had his final payoff with McGruber, but or, or Gruber, not McGruber, just Gruber. <laughs> McGruber is a different thing, I think. But yeah, Gruber. And so. Yeah, that was I, I don't know. I like that one a lot. I just think the punches were real. And I think this is one of the reasons why Die Hard gets such a good rap is because it kind of does that realistic, quote unquote, mm-hmm. action that I was talking about before regarding kind of, you know, it wasn't over the top. It was very gritty, very like everybody's sweaty and bloody and, you know, lots of gore. You know, I, I really think this was like top notch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I love the scene. It was uh, it was kind of just like like a, a final revenge battle between Goldilocks and John. And like you said, the punches were pretty realistic as it can be. Um, uh, like one of the one of the uh, short snips was just John like uppercutting Goldilocks. Like I don't know, maybe like five times into the. Uh, like I think it was just like his stomach. He was like uppercut, 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 uppercut. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it's just like them just wrestling around and stuff like that. But yeah, great scene between Goldilocks and John, and then just the way of him how he kills or quote unquote qu- kills Goldilocks by uh, wrapping the chain around his neck. <laughs> that was that was very badass. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean yeah i i didn't expect that to happen you know i neither i neither 
And then, yeah, so um, no, all right. I'm, well, I guess we can kind of go to the last scene, really. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I, there's got to be something in between. I, I don't. I don't even know so. the setup for this. All I know is because Gruber has McLean's wife hostage. And, right, right. So and, he has him hostage. Did he? How know? do we not remember? We're so bad at this. <laughs> Are we actually bad at this? I, I don't know. There's just a bunch of things happening in this movie. Um, for some reason, oh, the ex- the building is now exploded and stuff like that. So you you see a bunch of like fire and debris falling, um, and somehow, uh, uh, Han. No, 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 no. Han, yeah, Hans is with the wife at the like floor where the where they're like robbing all the money um and so that's where mclean eventually goes down to oh because that's where one of the hostages say oh your wife is with uh, your wife is on the uh oh the cokehead uh what's it oh we forgot about about him (laughs) we forgot forgot to mention him he's not really super important (laughs) but one of the hostages (laughs) on the rooftop say oh your wife is on this floor with the vault. And so that's where he meets up Hans at the very last scene. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Hans, Hans is now, um, yeah, he's about to book it. He's about to leave after g- gathering all his money. And uh, his wife is with him. And so as hostage. And then so when McLean actually goes, and he eventually makes his way down to that floor um he notices he only has like two bullets i think in his gun like he's run out of bullets and in, in all his guns and so now he only has two bullets left in his gun and he's like oh shit <laughs> what do i do and he eventually sees like these uh packaging materials and so it's just like tape um and he he tapes the gun on the back of on his back actually and so but we don't see that until like later in the scene, but just a little preface of like he sees some tape that he sees lying around. Um, and so eventually he makes his way to Hans and he he yells out, Hans. Oh, yes. <laughs> at the end of the hallway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Um, and, you know, Hans is like. I forget. They they kind of just like say a couple things. Oh back. no, I, I can I do. Can, do you remember I can what explain. the dialogue I can was? Explain. Okay, I don't yeah. remember the dialogue. So basically, here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. Gruber is with the wife Holly, Holly DiGiorno, and <laughs> the hostage. And Gruber also brought along the fake security guard as well. Remember from the beginning with yeah, yeah. Legend Powell? Uh-huh. He brought him up there as well. And so. You know, there John and him are talking, and you know, McLean or excuse me, Gruber's like, "Oh, Mister McLean, you're a cowboy, huh?" And and you know, McLean's like, "Yeah, I, you know, I like Roy Rogers. He's a good cowboy." <laughs> and you know, then McGruber was like, "Or he's, why do I keep saying McGruber? Gruber, Hans Gruber is just like, oh, didn't you say before you said?" yippee Kaye, motherfucker <laughs> and and then and then this is the part where everybody in the room starts laughing because the way that 
you remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Gruber yeah. says it i was laughing i was yeah. like it's so funny he's like yippee kaye motherfucker <laughs> and uh yeah that sounds like something my uh my ex-roommate shout out sunjay would say he would say <laughs> he'd say that but um yeah and, and gruber says that and and then mclean starts laughing and so you know keep in mind he's got his hands behind his back because the security guard has him at gunpoint you know and mm-hmm. keep in mind you know there's fire in the background because there's a bunch of explosions and everything and and so it's a really cool scene. Everybody's like tense, but then everybody just starts laughing at this. And what a way to end this, because then while everybody's laughing, um, he tells his wife, Holly, he's McLean says duck or something like that. And then, you know, McLean pulls out the gun, which, by the way, I'm sure that hurt because what was it on his shirt or was it just on his bare chest or bare back? It was on his was bare, he bare backing back. the gun. Yeah, he was he was half naked. <laughs> yeah, he was half naked at this point. Yeah. And so he pulls it off. I'm sure that hurt to pull the tape off his back. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he pulls it off and he does a like a shoulder shot to Gruber. And so Gruber kind of stumbles back. He lets Holly go. Um, and then, you know, immediately McLean turns over and headshots the security guard before the security guard can shoot. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is some good stuff. That's like cowboy stuff right there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and so, yeah. So basically then what happens is, you know, uh, Gruber starts stumbling backwards out of it, like a already shot out window. And um, Holly is still attached to Gruber somehow. And it, it turns out that the watch that was given to her at the beginning of the movie was caught on Gruber. Oh yeah. Is yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's an important detail because now Gruber is still shot, but he's there's a great camera angle of him looking right into the camera and, you know, dangling below. You know, he's he's like, you know, hundreds of feet up in the air. And so, you know, he's dangling up there and he looks up at the camera and, and you know, uh, McLean is trying to untie the watch and Gruber slow mo. He points a gun at McLean, but then immediately McLean rips the watch off and the watch falls and so does Gruber. And so Gruber's just kind of free falling, you know, and I'm free. free falling. <laughs> That's the song that played during the movie. And so uh, not actually, that did not actually happen, but uh, Hans Gruber is falling and, you know, he doesn't get to shoot and, you know, you just see his, his body just fall like story upon story. Like, I mean, they actually threw a body out of a, building i think for the filming mm-hmm. of this because it looked real i mean i don't know about you but it looked real and so then the body you just see it and then it you hear a loud thud at the bottom <laughs> um, so great stuff and i will say about the watch i just want to mention the watch because that is an important detail so at the beginning of the movie the cokehead that we forgot to mention throughout this entire review but the cokehead gives <laughs> i believe it's the cokehead or somebody mentions the watch that the company gave holly for doing such a good job and so the fact that, you know, she took off the watch, the end of the movie to free herself, there's such symbolism there because, you know, she, she took off the watch and the watch symbolized her, her job, her career. She took it off and she let it fall away. And I think, you know, that says a lot because that was one of the main strifes that she chose the career over John at the end of the movie. When she takes it off, she realizes she wants to choose John and she's letting her career go. Now, 
granted, the company that she worked for got blown up. So <laughs> that career is over. But still, so, you know, she had no choice, really. But still, I mean, it is kind of symbolic how she just kind of let it go because she was tied to the job so much. And now she chose uh, John. Um, so I thought that was a really good way to kind of show that without saying it. And I just I just like this ending. I don't know about you, but it, it gets me pumped up. But yeah, did you did you have anything else to, to add to that? Um, no, I thought the uh, I thought the slow mo of Hans, like when he was falling um, out the window, and he's like dragging uh, the wife, and then but he also had a gun, like slowly getting armed up to to shoot McLean. Uh, I thought that was super cool. It was just, it was just like another camera. I don't think we saw any. I don't know. Maybe we did see some slow mo effects happening. I can't remember if one, I think one of the explosions, there is some slow-mo. Yeah, I think the roof explosion was slow-mo, which deservedly so. But yeah, Yeah. slow-mo can be a not great tool if you use it too much, but this movie used Mm -hmm. it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. These two scenes that they used it were spot on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I I like that slow-mo scene of like, ah, what is going to happen? And McClane is able to i think he was just like fiddling with the watch or something he eventually mm-hmm. gets it off and yeah and then we get to see like when it does get um taken off we get to just see like the different expression on hans's face of yeah now he's like super scared of now he's just like oh this is like end game now he's done for <laughs> yeah he's gonna eat shit when he falls <laughs> on the ground <laughs> no i and, and yeah. i like that you mentioned that because like Alan Rickman, the actor for him, did such a good job of showing what a facial expression would look like for someone who's actually falling and in that situation. Like, it's totally believable. I feel mm-hmm. like if you had a lesser actor in there, it, that, that would not have been the moment that it was. So, mm-hmm. like, kudos to him for really just pulling that off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but besides that, I think that just wraps it up. Oh, and then there's a little, little you know, a little last scene. <laughs> Oh, yeah. At the very end. So after, you know, all the hostages are saved, everyone's out the building. Um, John is uh, wrapped up in like a blanket with his wife. Um, They eventually like talk to the policemen and um, eventually John gets to meet his long lost friend, Officer Powell. And, you know, they exchange some words. I think they hug it out, too. Right. A lot of bromance in this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, so they hug it out and stuff like that. And then so our good friend Goldilocks somehow survives the uh the chain strangling. He was so when he was strangling off the chains, he was like, you know, like if someone were to hang themselves. Um somehow he eventually <laughs> he, he somehow escapes and like the very last couple of minutes of the movie it's like he like makes his guest appearance he like comes out screaming he has a machine gun on his hand and everyone is like ducking down and everything and powell um i think there was like some there was some uh dialogue early in the movie where something about powell's cop life how he kind of like regrets doing a couple things but that's kind of just how the job is and so there's uh like powell saves the day he pulls out a gun from you know from his from his side and then he he, like shoots down goldilocks 
Yeah, and so that was just like a perfect ending to the whole movie. And yeah, so Powell saves the day. Yeah, no, that was, <laughs> I mean, it kind of wrapped it up in a nice little bow for Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and I will say after, you know, when the final credits rolled, I did look at it for a few minutes. And when it says the cast, it gives the regular cast and then it separates the terrorists into their own category. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Like, Literally, it was like other people, regular people, and then terrorists. So hmm. that's interesting to note. But yeah, all right. So we kind of went through all of the action scenes. So now that we've done that, let me look at the notes here because I should know. Oh, yeah, we're on the favorite part. We'll do favorite part. Now, I'll let you go first because you took mine and <laughs> I need time to rethink. But yeah, I'll let you go first, bro. I just claimed it faster than you did. I thought it in my mind before you did, but then okay, you know. okay. So my favorite part it was a, it was the action scene where the terrorists use the missile launchers on the police car. Um, I don't know. That was just so extreme, but it was also super cool that you know they're just like smuggling weapons around the um, the building. You know, they're just transporting a bunch of weapons and. That was just like, they just somehow, just in case, I guess, just in case they needed to use bazooka missiles, <laughs> they had them on file. Um, and so, yeah, they, they, took, they took the bazooka, planted it down, aimed at the police car, and it just, just massive explosion. Um, and then that kind of just ties into the scene with the, uh, that part connects with the c4 bombing of when they throw the c4 bomb connects to the computer down the elevator shaft and then that's just another giant explosion um for everyone to see so yeah that was just i i think that was just great it's just very high high adrenaline great action um something that you would want to see in an action movie yeah yeah no i yeah that's that's a good scene and that was also my favorite scene just kind of literally the bazooka you know with the tank <laughs> like you never see that you know um but i i think talking about it now i genuinely think the last part of the movie is the best i think <laughs> just the standoff between gruber and mclean i just really think that it's the strongest not just like acting but how far the characters have come the whole movie you know, now everybody's cards are on the table and everything is out there. So definitely, I think that final just shootout and, you know, just like the the window scene where Hans is looking up, that's iconic. That is truly iconic. And I I, I think that's probably my favorite scene. So, I, I mean, I've, I've said pretty much all I can kind of say about it, but definitely, definitely top notch. So, um, yeah. All right. So now we've got our, our favorite parts out of the way now the next section you know listeners you've kind of gotten used to this but if you're new we'll go ahead and explain it so this is the does not pass the vibe check section so basically this is where we kind of talk about uh some things that we didn't really think held up or you know maybe just something that we noticed that would get people canceled or you know just (laughs) something that just that just didn't work for us so um Mm. i can go first for this one and i have a few but they're kind of minor one of them is, remember when we were talking about how he kind of fell down the ele- elevator shaft and he grabbed onto the ledge of like the, you know, he, he grabbed onto the, there's no way he could have done that. <laughs> no way he could have done it. He was falling, he was free falling down this elevator and he grabs the side of the shaft 
to get into like that little tiny crawl space. Mm. There's no way, no matter how much finger strength you had, you could do that. I'm sorry. I, that took me out of the whole movie. I'm like, there's no way you <laughs> can have that much good grip to be able to support your entire body after you're free falling. Like when I trip and fall and try to brace myself on the counter, I can't even do it. You know what I mean? When I fall in my kitchen, trip on a popcorn kernel. So like, uh, I, I can't even do it there, let alone free falling down an elevator shaft and grabbing on. I don't know. That didn't pass the vibe check for me. And one other thing I will mention. So one of the hostages was pregnant. It was a pregnant woman <laughs> talking with Holly and the, you know, this is, it's probably like halfway into the movie. Gruber is, is like mad. He's like shooting up in the air. He's, he's, you know, cause, cause McLean is getting the upper hand on him. And Holly looks at the, the pregnant woman. She's like, you know, she says something. And then the pregnant woman says, wow, that man looks really pissed. <laughs> now, now, now it, it doesn't, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that that man really was pissed. You know, I, I just don't think the line delivery was good. I don't think that was needed. It was just like, wow, thank you, Captain Obvious. I know you're pregnant and all, but that don't mean you should be stupid. You know what I mean? So definitely, definitely not good. A good line there. Uh, but so that's kind of that kind of didn't pass the vibe. I don't even know if you noticed that, but I was just like, OK, lady, we get it. You know, like you don't actually have to say that. So um my doesn't pass the vibe check i don't know i didn't really have anything that just like edged me the wrong way unfortunately i mean i don't know i think i think argyle the we forgot we you totally forgot to talk about argyle the uh, limo driver oh <laughs> my boy um i think they could have incorporated incorporated him more i don't know i think when they use him for more comic relief and then he, so we we forgot to talk about there's this one scene where he finally under like so the whole time he was parked in the building and so for the whole time he's like you know jamming out he's on the phone with his girl he was drinking he was you know he was having a party in his limo <laughs> and the whole time he didn't know this whole thing was happening nope. and and like so the scene that you know he kind of like saves the day he um he sees one of the henchmen uh get in a getaway car and like you know get it ready to park and like escape and so uh argyle actually sees that happening and he actually rams his limo (laughs) into the escape car um Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then he knocks out the driver which is like a punch he's like (laughs) and he's like oh yeah um but i mean i don't know i think argyle would have been more i think he, they could have incorporated him more um in the movie i don't know i just found his his funniness was uh very, very you know very clever and so mm-hmm. i wish to see him more i don't know i like the little characters like him i think they deserve more screen time <laughs> yeah no justice for argyle let's ha- let's start that hashtag too. <laughs> Alrighty. Moving on to our next segment, rating system. So out of our five, we rate our we rate the movies out of five um, with something specific into the movie. And so today's rating scale is bare feet because you know <laughs> McLean was just rolling around the, the whole building bare feet. So rating system, um, I'll start off. 
uh, we I will rate it at a five bare feet. I think I will rate it. What? Wait, you said five out of five? No, 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 no. I didn't say it yet. I didn't say it. Yet. Oh, I thought. You, oh, I thought you said oh. rate it five bare feet. Oh, okay. oh, no, 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 no. I didn't say. It. I, oh. I, I'm gonna give this a solid. I'm gonna give it a nice solid four, four, four point five six. Yeah, mm. four point five six out of five bare feet. Um, reasoning. Uh, I, I love the action in this movie. Um, they're, they're, they're just like great scenes to be part of every single scene was different um like there's just always different characters involved in every single scene um the creativity of what mclean was doing running around the uh the building you know just like different points of where he was like shooting the henchmen or just like using uh, like the bomb down the elevator shaft that was cool um yeah and so and then just like all the fist fighting that was that was super cool especially the one the final unseen with uh goldilocks and so yeah and then eventually just the attention to detail was super good um every single little detail does come play into the plot and then uh i would say just like all the characters i i loved all the characters it was it was a great movie mclean versus hans and then um Powell, Powell was such a, a a good supportive character. Um, yeah, we should have seen more, should have seen more of him um, in the movie as well. I think he was underappreciated, so I think we should have mm-hmm. seen more of him. Uh, but yeah, all the all the great characters in this movie, um, super super good plot, uh, great action, and yeah, yeah. Movie, no, those 4. are point six. Four yeah, point four, or no no four yeah. four point five six four point five six that's respectable yeah. that's really yeah. respectable mm-hmm. yeah I, I I agree with all those points those are great points I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little bit lower I'm gonna say it's a four point five two <laughs> now I, that's I know that's pretty low but <laughs> that's pretty low four point yeah four point five two out of five bare feet and the reasoning is the so. It's 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 a classic. This is no doubt about it. This is a classic. John McClane, one of the best, you know, most badass action heroes in the history of cinema. You know, this this movie will hopefully be regarded for for the rest of time. And so this, like I said before, this kind of started off the new action wave. And you know, the villain is so good. One of the best villains I've ever seen in a movie. So smart, so calculating, but then he also shows his vulnerability. And you know, he really is just a thief. But he's just very smart about everything and he's, you know, tactile and the villain is, you know, they say that, uh, you know, with superhero movies, they say the hero is only as good as its villain. Mm. And so I think that is also true with Die Hard. I mean, even though it's not a superhero movie, you know, I, I think that it plays so well, like just this cat and mouse game that they play. The action mm. is really good. You know, it's shot well, too. I can still see everything, but it's still it feels like you're there sometimes because it, the way it's shot, it has like you know, kind of shaky, but not really, you know, it's handheld. It's not mm-hmm. on a, a dolly. So I really like that detail. And speaking of detail, just like the details in this movie, they kind of set it apart. It's like every little scene leads up to the end or something that concludes it in the end. So it all ties together perfectly. And not many movies I can say that can do that better than Die Hard. I really, I really can't think. And so, um, but yeah, just, you know, John McClane, Powell, like you said, a little, underserved as far as what he did i mean he was kind of just on the ground the whole time 
mm-hmm. didn't get into the action, which I guess, you know, kind of giving McLean kind of the spotlight to shine because he took down it literally everyone in the in the building. And so, um, yeah. And, and also Argyle, I feel like they should have incorporated him more. Maybe he's in the <laughs> second one. Who knows? Maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe we'll watch the second one, too, and, and see. I know Powell's in the second one as well, but I don't know about Argyle. But yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the, some of the backstory for McLean, as far as like strained relationship with his wife, it was fine, but it did play into the plot. So you can't really knock it too much. And mm-hmm. so I definitely like that. Um, but overall, you know, at, at, some, at some parts, I, I felt like I just didn't really connect with it as much as I should have. You know what I mean? I don't know. So like judging from other 80s movies, as far as entertainment, I'd rather go to the Terminator or RoboCop more than Die Hard. Really? But I, yeah, but I can definitely appreciate Die Hard and what it did for, for movies in general. You know, it kind of mm. made it more gritty. And so um, I definitely appreciate it. But as far as my personal rating, I would have to go 4.52 out of 5 bare feet. So, wow. Yeah, that's kind of my... My whole nice. the whole nice. shebang for that movie. Nice. Hey, another one, another one bites the dust, bro. Ready to move <laughs> on to the uh last segment. Yes, sir. Fun All right. Fact. He is yawning. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. It's because I didn't get my coffee. I was yeah, right. AKA, AKA broken, broken carrying this morning. Um <laughs> Yeah, Curry so, is not sponsoring this episode. Um, so, so yeah, so the the final segment is uh, you know we usually do a fun fact. We used to ask our 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 listeners for questions, but you know what? We're doing our own questions now. And Alex is the whiz at, at pulling this up. Um, I, he's you know putting everybody out of a job because he makes <laughs> good questions. I feel useless on my side. In fact, I you know probably could not be here and it'd be the same product. So, but yeah. And so the fun fact today, I'll let you take it away since it's your question. Okay. Um, so fun fact for today, in the mood of the holidays um, and, you know, just trying to be in the jolly spirit. So as, as December rolls around, holiday music starts coming out. And so uh, for fun fact for today, what is your favorite Christmas song? Um so I don't have a specific favorite. I mean, I probably listen to more Christmas songs more than others, but overall Christmas music is, I, I think it's great. Uh, great to set the mood in the holiday. Very, you know, it's, it just makes everything, it just makes life better. You know, everyone loves Christmas or if you do celebrate Christmas, if you don't celebrate Christmas and then celebrate your respective holiday, but hopefully you can re- celebrate somehow um but so for me i don't know i just like like there are some go-to songs that i like listening to so like mistletoe by justin bieber um the ariana grande song what is it called santa tell me that's very catchy um there's another i think there's a oh oh i know i know pentonics so all their I, i i think they have a christmas album so pentonics all their like Christmas music is super cool. I love listening to them. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's a favorite Christmas songs or slash songs, but yeah, overall Christmas music. I love it. It's, it's great for the holidays. Yeah, no, that's uh, so you've got some new ones on there. Yeah. Yeah. So not, none of the like classics, I guess. Um, but yeah, mine is more just 
new music, new yeah. new music age, I guess. Now, has Dua Lipa made a Christmas? Song? <laughs> Can you look that up? Yeah, let me look that up. Dua Lipa Christmas song? Question mark. She did sing a song on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. <gasps> Fallon in December 2020. Ooh, what song? Wait, 2020? Yeah. She sang Christmas is all around from love, actually. Okay, well, that one's my favorite then. <laughs> no, I, honestly, I so I, I have a few that I really like when it comes on the radio. Um, I like the I know it's canceled, but I like the song where it's like, baby, it's cold outside. You know that one? Because it's like talking about Bill Cosby roofing drinks or something. Now, I, I, I just like the song. It's a catchy. It's a good, you know, tugging to and fro. You can't I, I don't think of it as a, you know, Bill Cosby's trying to get you to drink this drink that has a roofie in it. You know, <laughs> I, I, I think of it as, you know, just a good time with, you know, and don't think about it too hard. That's that's my motto. Mm-hmm. So definitely that one. But I like the one specifically from the Elf soundtrack, which is my favorite Christmas movie. Um Hopefully I didn't just ruin a big question for next week. What's your favorite <laughs> Christmas movie? But uh, yeah, they, it's from that soundtrack. It's got Zooey Deschanel and uh, Leon Redbone doing the you know two parts because it's a duet song. And that's the best ver- version, I think. And, you know, other than that, I like uh, White Christmas. I don't know if that's still appropriate. That does sound a little racist now. White when I think Christmas. about it. Is that racist? Um... White Christmas? No, I don't think so. I mean, White Christmas is like, I thought, I mean, White Christmas kind of refers to like a snowy Christmas, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, and now I'm getting a bad feeling about it. <laughs> I like, uh, uh, what else do I like? I like, um, oh, what's the one with the, God bless ye merry gentlemen. I like that one too. It's pretty. Oh, I, I like, oh, Michael Bublé. 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 Is beginning to look a lot like Christmas. That's a very good classic. That's Christmas a good one. Song. He's fire. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Who sang it better, me or Michael? I have to go with Michael. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, okay, I'm quitting this podcast. Well, that has been a great podcast. It's been a great run. I'm quitting on the one year anniversary. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, um, but no, seriously, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know, we can't appreciate you enough. And we will dig into like the analytics analytics in the year in review episode coming out in two weeks. Um, If you're listening to this in 20 years in the future, don't worry about it. It's not for you. This is for current listeners. So maybe it'll be my kids. Hey, kids, how are you doing? (laughs) Dad loves you. I don't I don't know what to say. I don't even know. But anyway, um, yeah, so definitely check that out. But thank you so much for listening. That has been Die Hard. Go watch it. Great movie. I don't know about holiday movie, but whatever. It's fine. Go watch it anyway. It's good. Bruce Willis. Um, yeah. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Dua Lipa, for being who you are. You are a strong, independent woman. She actually got number one on the Billboard charts for this year. Levitating was the number one song. Wow. Most listened to. So congrats, Dua Lipa. You know, if you want to maybe go out for a drink sometime and celebrate, I wouldn't be opposed to that. So please, you know, hit me up in my DM and we'll go from there. So that's all I have to say. Thank you for listening. 
it's been a great year. Thankful for, for everything that you have helped Alex, you know, this is fun, fun team building opportunity and good, good bonding moment. So yeah, thanks for, thanks for sticking with me for a year, I guess. That's my, that's my thing to you. Uh, thank you. That means a lot. It's very heartfelt. <laughs> it means, it means a lot, you know, for the past year, it first started as a hobby and now we can do bigger and better. Now it's things. a full-time job. We get paid <laughs> from the sponsors. We quit our jobs. I'm, I'm telling you, these sponsors, they will, they're, they're, they're going to come like the big bucks when we get there. It will all because we started shouting them out in our very first year and then the second year. <laughs> and then eventually there'll be big, eventually people would want the shout out on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks guys for a great year. It's been super fun. Uh, be on the lookout for the next couple of holiday themed episodes. Uh, we got two planned for the next coming weeks, and then we'll probably take another holidays break. Uh, it'll probably be one or two weeks, depending on the sketch. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and then hopefully I can fix my Keurig so I won't be broken Keurig again. <laughs> i'll just mail you bags of coffee <laughs> i'll brew some coffee put it in a ziploc bag and send it cool 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 Alrighty, uh we will catch you guys later on the next episode hope you guys stay safe um hopefully my covid booster doesn't destroy me so we'll we'll we'll, we'll recap on that but yeah catch you guys on the next episode peace yep. yippee ki motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs>